Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Quiz Wizard Chuck Bailey and Super Producer Ian Stimson. Ian, shall we check in on Posh Island, or is that a no-go this week? I don't know. Where do you go? It's it's Posh Island. (laughs) It's it's just fair to middling at the minute. We are literally just out of the relegation zone, uh, only kept out by obviously Derby's points reduction. But where else did we expect to be? You know, we we fought Mm. valiantly against Fulham. uh, If you look at the the numbers, and that's what everyone cares about the numbers. Fair fair to middling. (laughs) Never has a more tepid statement been so exaggerational. Twenty first in fucking. You are twenty first. What do you want from me? All right, I thought we'd finish nineteenth. We're currently twenty first. That sounds like fair to Midland to me, as long as we don't go Dream down. Dream big, kids, <laughs> and you two can achieve anything. Hey, it's our first season in the championship for about seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. I'll take mm-hmm. If you offer me 21st now, I will bite your fucking hand off. Yeah, well, at this rate, I think Mitro is going to score more goals than your own team. Um, oh, shit, he is. He has scored more goals than def- Peterborough. Has he really? <laughs> so he's on 20. How many have Peterborough got? He's on 20 already? Oh, 20, Oscar, you, 20 goals from 17 games. He's down, to, he's down to smash Tony's record in the in the championship as it stands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peterborough has scored 17 goals. Fuck me, that's depressing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. my God. <laughs> Unreal. Mitro, if Fulham get re- uh, promoted again, Mitro should just be like, look, you know what? I'm just going to stay, lads. Loan me out to another club and I'll come back to you guys when you get relegated next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the best championship striker ever and, and just doesn't do anything in the Premier League at all. Yeah. It's now the Mitrovic zone. It is no longer the Huckabee zone. Huckabee. Great reference. Lovely stuff. One for the teenagers. <laughs> how about you, Chuck? How's, uh, how are you doing this week? Yeah, well... Well, uh, about 10 minutes before we started recording, shut the bedroom door. Can't open it again. So uh, I'm here now. Hmm. All right. Well, at least you're locked in and not out. Yeah, did that to my car last week. So, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've got previous. <laughs> one lock out, one lock in. Um, don't know what's next. You playing the Crystal Maze? Yeah, automatically locked. <laughs> Fucked. Uh, lock uh, in, lock out. I guess the next one will be a lockdown, probably. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> Why did you do it? Ah, well, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We're very happy to have you. We are one American and two Brits, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but mostly get distracted. Uh, If you're coming back, even better. Great. We appreciate it. We love you. Um, Leave a review. We had some reviews. reviews. We had some reviews. Do we want to read the reviews, Ian? uh... I'm not going to read them verbatim, but Adam P. chose to uh, purely promote the episode he was on in his review. Yeah. Gave five stars, though, so that's fine. Yeah. I uh... only promote the episodes that I'm on, so... (laughs) You do, actually. <laughs> and um, Sam Danby just chose to, again, give five stars and just put, uh, when in the comments box, just put, they asked me to. So that's well, nice. Thank you, Sam. We appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate we your do. patronage. We genuinely do. Yeah, it goes a long way. So thank you for that. But we like to kick things off around here with our famous segment, and that is <clears throat> Rapid, Rapid, Rapid Fire News. Only one story this evening, gentlemen, just the one, uh, and that is Antonio Conte, the details man. 
quote, I advise my players to have sex for short periods with minimum effort and with their partners on top, and preferably with their wives, so they're not obliged to put in an exceptional performance. They need to make as little effort as possible. Ian, are you, uh, are you been, have you been training under Antonio Conte all these years? Sounds like my sort of manager, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who knew? Antonio Conte has been, his ethos has been running through many of our lives without us knowing his influence in the world. Preferably with their wives. Preferably. Wait, what a way to promote fidelity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Minimum effort, partners on top, short periods with hopefully their wives and as little effort. Like that is just quite the rundown. It's a lot to unpack there. Take care of business. Get in, get out. That's all you need, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gagan press. No, that doesn't work. So, so glad. Oh, Grim. I'm so glad he's back. I'm really glad he's back. I'm not. It makes me sad. Makes me sad to see him anywhere other than Chelsea, especially at Tottenham. Before the pod, believe it or not, we do kind of talk about what we're going to talk. And then we were going through and I was thinking, oh, yeah, there's been two manager changes since we last recorded. Oh, no, there's been three. Oh, no, four. There have been four managers of which Conte is one. Uh, Daniel Farker has fucked off. Uh, Dean Smith has been done. And who came in? Oh, Eddie Howe. Anyhow, mm, quite a quite the I don't know inspired managerial choice, shall we say? All that money, and that's the way Swearing they go. He was there. <laughs> was he eighth choice, seventh or eighth choice? Maybe Nuno. Nuno wants to go to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> no one should take Nuno. <laughs> sake. It's it's a weird one. Obviously, they didn't announce it until I think Monday, but he was in the stadium being shown every five minutes on the TV coverage for their game against Brighton. Um, there were a few negotiations that went on to do with backroom staff and other assurances and things like that i just don't really i mean i kind of get it but i kind of don't because is he the person to save them from relegation when his last season was him getting relegated with a club that had just invested a load of money in transfers and not necessarily spent it wisely because <laughs> they didn't have a director of football well, if stroke when they do get relegated I mean, he's the perfect man to bring him back up from the championship. <laughs> straight up, straight back up. They are in a weird situation, Newcastle, because like, do you make a managerial appointment for this season to save your season? Or are they thinking long term? Is Eddie Howe either of those answers? I think probably not. Like, how do they choose to spend their infinite money is an interesting question for Newcastle fans and Newcastle as a club, but mm. not so much for me to have to think about because it's Newcastle. So whatever. Yeah, he's he's a caretaker basically. Like there's no there's no way in which you think Eddie Howe is the future of Newcastle United. He's just the manager for right now. Should, should have got Neil Warnock in there. Should, oh, yeah, he got fired as well. Yeah. That's a shame. It's never nice. He's had a lovely time. Just broke the record, didn't he? For yeah, most but they very clearly games, just let like, him break the record and then fired him immediately. <laughs> yeah, the Steve Bruce treatment. Um, but yeah, they are shit. Um, they'll still be shit. I don't yeah. think Eddie Howe fixes that issue. Um, they're saying, you know, obviously January they will get a load of money in, but it's whether I don't even know if Eddie Howe makes it to January. To be really? honest, um, their fixed their fixtures up until January, Ian: Brentford, Arsenal, Norwich, Burnley, Leicester. Right. So Brentford, Norwich, and Burnley are kind of their chances there. Right. Their next four games are Liverpool, City, United, Everton. Out of the next nine games, they probably get six points, which puts them on 11 points after 20 games, which is one less than West Brom had 
after 20 games last oh, season. Word. Uh, but that, if they were to, <laughs> we're speculating on something that hasn't happened, but if they were to get rid of hell before January, that would just cement the banter club status that's been going on for 14 years anyway. I mean, fucking hell. I, I, surely, I'm surely not. But Well, Kaylee, Kaylee said that, and I agree with this fully, they will eventually win a title and be consistently a top four team. It's just what happens between now and then, and how long does that take, right? Like, this much money is gonna eventually show. They're gonna they're gonna get titles. Like Newcastle fans, congratulations! You just won at least a few titles in the next ten years. Like, it's happening. If they stick around, yeah. But are they going to the championship first? And what's that gonna look like with all of the infinite money down there? Like, what is it? What even is that situation? I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of excited. They burnley the shit out of Brighton this weekend. I'm assuming this isn't a game we're going to talk about, but it was 0.2 to 1.6 on the XG and then 1-1 it finished. So like if Newcastle can pull some Burnleys out of the bag between now and January, maybe. I don't oh, know. and bloody Lewis Dunk had to go in goal oh, for like the last brilliant. five minutes because Sanchez got sent off. And I was watching that game so excited. <laughs> and after Callum Wilson, you know, I think rightfully um, Sanchez got sent off for taking him down. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But Shelby gets a free kick about 30 yards out or so, 25 to 30 yards out. And rather than playing a shot, into a backup, well, not even a backup keeper, a central <laughs> defender that's in there, yeah. or playing a ball in for people to attack, just sprays this ball out to the wing. Like, mate, I've seen you shoot from further away from open play. <laughs> like, they, Lewis Dunk was in goal. They had zero shots during the whole time he was in goal. And I'm very upset about that because I wanted to see some calamities. So while, while I accept that like Shelby made a very wrong decision there, it does feel bad that Sanchez can deny an obvious goal scoring opportunity, but be it a long way out, but you know, it was it was a red card, definitely. And then there'd just be a free kick from distance, even if you've got to put Lewis Duncan goal. Like it feels like that there should be a rule change where there could be a penalty awarded, surely, or something, because it just it just felt like if if Wilson had carried on there. It would have been it would have been a goal, or it would have been a high mm. XG situation. You know, you're saying that they burn lead uh, Oscar, but that was I don't know. It just it didn't feel right. Like Sanchez, Sanchez did the right thing in the end, which is just yeah. you know, which yeah, is really weird. weird. It's just the wrong way around. Oscar, this seems strange to me that Ian's the one putting forward the ideas of rule changes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Traditionalist, know, right? stuck in proper football. It just felt wrong. Very it it felt wrong that Shelby should have the opportunity to fuck that up so much. That's all. It was just, I don't know. It was a bit bizarre. It was bang yeah. out of order. Bang out of order. <laughs> bang out of order. Well, uh, shall we run through some, some matches other than Newcastle? Brighton weirdly got stuck on that one. Well, you know, ban- banter in it. Yeah, exactly. Um... Let's take it to the actual big matches of the week. We'll start with the Manchester Derby. That was Manchester United 0, Manchester City 2, Manchester United 0.6 to Man City's 2.0. Boys, Ole's at the wheel, as ever. Ole's doing a great job. at the wheel. Ole's at the wheel. Everybody now, Ole's <laughs> at the wheel. Um, you may as well, rather than the Man United, uh, the Manchester Derby, it should just be renamed Manchester City Play Traffic Cones. Um, it was... <laughs> The most dominant while also being passive performance yeah. from Man City that they just did nothing. 
and Manchester United did nothing and have learned nothing and have progressed in no ways, have just started playing five at the back for reasons, um, <laughs> are, are apparently going to training Jadon Sancho at wing back for reasons. Like this, that club is absolutely baffling, but incredibly enjoyable to see them just be this shit and continue to be shit and shitter and the shittest. It does feel like Ole is the new Arsene Wenger in that I'm desperately hoping for him to stick around as long as possible while his own fans are like, Arsene out, Arsene out, Wenger out, or Ole out. And I'm like, no, 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 Ole in. Let him stay for as long as possible, please. Um, Because that was delightful. They were fucking terrible. They had no idea what to do. And now they're going to ruin Jadon Sancho. Great. (laughs) Well done. Yeah, Yeah, it's, um, they should abandon, massively abandon, but they won't. Um, and the, the, they're still saying, you know, he's got time and all this. I mean, the the whole three games to save your job we said last week makes no fucking sense. Um, people were kind of confused about Norwich with Farker and obviously him getting got rid of straight away after they finally won their first game this year against Brentford. But for me, um, it, it's like, well, no, it doesn't matter what your last result was or whatever. You have to look at the fact that what is it? He hadn't won in his last 26 Premier League games. If you put them end to end, you know, you, you mm. win one. Like, that doesn't mean that you're the right fit. And there's yeah. nothing There's there's nothing to say that Norwich weren't right in keeping him in the first place because obviously they had a really good season, came up before, didn't quite work out, went down to the championship, absolutely destroyed it. Yeah. And thought, you know, give him the chance and see if you can learn. Just because the experiment failed doesn't mean... It wasn't worth trying. I think Solskjaer was probably an experiment worth trying. Just like Chelsea tried with Lampard, Arsenal tried with Arteta at the same time. The one that is failing the hardest. (laughs) Yep, Barca and Xavi right now because they have no money. He paid his own buyout clause, which is my favorite fucking thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They tried to give uh, Koeman half of his and he went, no, 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 no. You will pay me the full amount. (laughs) Good on Koeman, I tell you. Usually I'm not a big one for greed, but yeah, absolutely. He's been fucked over there just and embarrassed by the... Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with him going, no, pay me the lot, mate. Yeah, Xavi's on a negative five million contract so far. (laughs) (laughs) It's mad. It's exactly the contract Barcelona needed. Yeah, exactly. Solskjaer now seems like, you know when you buy the new FIFA or the new football manager or games like that and you have to play for a little while to figure out this year what the exploits are, which (laughs) formation is overpowered, what way to exactly play. And then just, you know, you delete that save and you start again and you start from that. That's what he seems like he's trying to do. Like, oh, my team doesn't press and isn't good. So let's play three at the back because that will... Oh, no, I'll still concede a load of goals. Um, Okay, let me blame Aaron Wan-Bissaka because he's getting absolutely no support and Man City are pummeling me all day by simply playing it out to Cancelo on the wing with a double up with Cancelo and Foden. Oh, clearly Aaron Wan-Bissaka can't defend. Let's put Jadon Sancho there because my, I want my right back to attack, goddammit. Like, at this point, I wonder whether it's a lack of intelligence or uh, <laughs> just a sheer arrogance on his part that he thinks he knows. It's, it's incredible. It's in- just absolutely incredible to watch. And I'm enjoying every second of it. We're, but we're in his fourth season. How can we be... How can we be in this situation where we're looking at 
His fourth season? Well, he started, yeah, he started... When did fuck he start? me. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there, aren't I? 18, 19? Who fucking cares? 19, 20, 20, yeah. So, Not that we don't care if you're right. Who fucking cares when they were in? They're shit. Let, leave them there. They get nowhere. They get nowhere with this guy. They get absolutely nowhere it's with true. this guy. Yeah, and they're opening the door for someone else to be fourth place when it should West be Ham. theirs on lock. Like, really, really, really easily should be theirs. And it's going to be maybe someone else, unless they sort their shit out between now and the end of September. Or uh, the season. Yeah. But should we talk about Man City a little bit? I mean, Man City putting up two, not that impressive because it was just United, but still, like, Manchester Manchester Derby's a big game for them. I'm sure they were happy to have won. They were the only team of the big three to win this weekend. It was like, that wasn't a big game for them when you, when you <laughs> watch it. That was just so fucking routine. Pep couldn't have been happier with the manner of the victory. In the post-match, he was absolutely purring. He could not have been happier with the fact that Man City didn't have to get out of third gear, second gear maybe. Neutral. Neutral. Yeah, neutral. neutral. Yeah. <laughs> just coasted. Yeah, They're literally neutral. just coasted. They just rolled. <laughs> I mean, it was the, the amount they just kept the ball away from Man United, especially once they'd got their two goals. That was just job done. Let's have a break. Didn't even make any substitutions. I mean, the... the Holy ups- shit, did they not? Man City didn't make any subs at all. I didn't notice that either. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. That That's so, the disrespect on that to. shit. Oh my god! Absolutely, just didn't even need to. Did Pep just like drop his pants and take a shit in front of the Man United like <laughs> bench as well? Like right, just aggressive eye contact and an Ole just dumped all over his shoes. There was no need to rest anyone, was there? Because there was no effort being. That's you know no required amazing. effort being forthcoming because it just it didn't matter. The Man Man United offered. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Apart from De Gea, who I felt for when he conceded just before half time, because until then he'd been keeping, he'd been the only one keeping him from a Liverpool scoreline. Thank you for mentioning that because that's the funny thing about this is that we've spoken many, many times about how United have gotten by with individual moments of brilliance. Yeah. Now that that can be a part of football. That's what gets like those great teams through. A rough fixture. They pull one out of the bag. They go, phew, we got away with that. We go again in our dominant, dominant run that keeps going. That's what great teams do. David De Gea was the individual moment of brilliance in this game. He was phenomenal in the first half. He was De Gea two seasons ago, whenever it was, when he was absolutely incredible in this game. It should have been 5-0 at halftime. Like, that kind of game. And he kept them in it so much. And the rest of the team just did fuck all. Eric Bailly had the same number of shots on his own target as Man United <laughs> had on Man City's. Oh my goodness. Just, just, just ridiculous. I mean, as well, uh, the reason I felt for him as well, because he did flap at that se- second goal a little bit. It was, you know, but there were there were four other players, I think, who could have some could have had something to say about that goal. You know, Bruno 11, could have done better. Really? Well, yeah. Uh, Wambasaka could have done better, and then Maguire and Shaw, who just watched and seemingly went, "Oh, don't worry about him; he won't do anything." And then it was so weird. Oh, it was that was, it was so really weird though because, weird. like, I had no reaction because there was yeah. because there was no reaction from the players and no reaction from the crowd. And Bernardo Silva, if you watch even the slow down replay, kind of can't believe what happened. Yeah, 
I, I was watching on the TV and just thought, oh, okay, so he's just hit it into the side net in there. Yeah, I had to sort of wait for the ball to bounce back and sort of resolve the fact that I could see it was in the goal mouth. Yeah. Like, it was really weird, yeah. Baffling. And you're like, wait, that just happened. Like, you know, fair enough, good on him for getting the contact in there, but that should never have happened. No, that should have been stopped three or four times, that goal. And it's hard to just blame De Gea when he'd been so good previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, De Gea kept it to the XG scoreline, like 2.0 right. XG, two goals scored, which for City, when they're that good, and, and normally you would expect them to perform above that. So De Gea did keep it honest there, which is kind of impressive given how fucking terrible the rest of United were, but long may it continue, honestly. Like, I don't think that they have any plans of doing it. We talked about that. I think, like, it's just going to keep going on and, like, fucking great. Yeah. Um, good times in Manchester, but from one two zero to another, we had Chuck... Get ready to cream yourself and talk for the next hour or so. Crystal Palace 2, Wolves 0. Crystal Palace 2.0 to Wolves 0.3. Chuck, you guys are good, I guess. What's going on here? Another win. Another win. Another clean sheet. Standard. Standard. What is there to talk about? We're just fucking amazing, guys. There's nothing (laughs) more I can say. Wolves have been really, really good this year, and we made them look so fucking average. And... I was very shocked about that, how little we allowed them to create. Um, 0.3 XG conceded. Yeah. I mean, for the whole season now, XG XGA, we are now second, um, only behind Man City. Um, there's a three-goal <sighs> difference there. And that that's just absolutely Aren't you guys phenomenal. like one-tenth of a goal ahead of us, though? Like, isn't it like very, very close between um, us? Not that that's not amazing. You're amazing, but... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's one-tenth to Chelsea there's two tenths to West Ham and then you've got a point eight up to Liverpool so yeah okay. within within a, the spectrum of a game I would say the, the second to sixth could probably all change hands in a way but someone's got to be there and and the speed at which Patrick Vieira has done what he's done the players are just just keep doing it I don't I don't I genuinely I'm, I'm lost for words on what to say um it's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So much fun to watch. So good. Undefeated in five. Undefeated at home this season. Um, like I said before, second for XGA. For XG differential, we're sixth. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Tenth into the top half of the table and still underperforming. Fuck, this is it's, it's great. We've got Eze's back now. He played 90 minutes for the under-23s before. He'll probably come on against Burnley. Um, that's just unreal. In May, he popped his Achilles. Unbelievable. That's crazy fast. unbelievable. And we've got Burnley. You know, I would have liked uh, Villa to keep Dean Smith maybe for that fixture. Um, We've then got Leeds. We've then got United. We've then got Everton. We've then got Southampton. We've then got Watford. Like, it's so nice to be in this position where genuinely and without scraping by, we can look up the table and expect points as it were and I'm, I'm absolutely loving life at the minute absolutely is this it. the best you've ever seen pals be a hundred percent in my wow. entire that's lifetime so fucking this cool, is, man i'm so happy for you that this is it's, like it's so unknown right it, it really is and like the the discourse is coming around so much everywhere when you filter in all the different levels of be it sky be it match of the day be it the commentators of the matches just saying about who we are now and 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 what we can do and and unleashing the potential that has always been there you know for for years it's been will zaha leave now it's 
we think he's going to get a new contract. There's there's some stuff going in that he's going to sign a new contract. Such is the positivity and the vibes in the place uh, from from all of the players that have the buy in from from Vieira completely, and that that definitely helps having young players, players of French descent, some players that were Arsenal fans. Um, you know, bringing in players that midfielders that want to play for one of the greatest midfielders of the modern era. Um, and just the uh, run out of words, absolutely run out of words. It's phenomenal. Um, long may it continue. The fact that after 11 games as well, 538 has us as 4% to qualify for the Champions League. Like, I don't think we've ever been more than less than 1%. Less than one, yeah. And that's stupid. And it's, 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 it's not going to happen, but we're 5% to get relegated on there and 4% to qualify for the Champions League. Like, it's absolutely fucking mad. That was Arsenal numbers a little while ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, the, the teams that you're around with your metrics, like, you know, Chelsea, City, Liverpool, West Ham this year, Mm -hmm. like, these are big boy teams and you guys are hanging with the big boys with your numbers. Over a significant sample size, like this is this is legit. This is not a fluke. Significant sample sample size, uh, underperforming, and also the fact we're in tenth. We've played every team above us apart from Manchester United. Every team we play now is below us, bar one. Yeah. Until we hit the new year. Well, and below you on expected numbers, which is even more predictive than anything else. Exactly. Like it, unreal, absolutely unreal. So good vibes, party times. Beep, beep. All right, well, um, that's pretty fucking great, Chuck. I'm happy for you, but let's move on, I guess, to a less happy for the hosts collectively situation. That's Chelsea 1, Burnley 1. Chelsea getting Burnley by Burnley, or perhaps Watforded by Chelsea themselves. Oh, 2.2 to 1.01 XG. Hang on. We haven't had the jingle in a while. Oh, this ain't the jingle. Uh, do a quick one. All right, uh, the, the, do the quickie. Burnley of the week! There it is. Okay. Thank you. Um, anytime you get Burnley by Burnley, you know, you got to kind of celebrate it. But they did match their XG. They did get to 1.0 in the end. So, you know, wasn't quite that bad. Um, Chelsea drawing Burnley, frustrating. Chelsea having better XG, frustrating. Uh, I did mostly say I didn't care about the XG. So even just drawing whether we won the XG or lost the XG or whatever, dropping points to Burnley, not fucking cool. But, you know, w- while watching it, I was enjoying myself right up until the end there. <laughs> uh, it was they, they looked good. They were cutting them apart. Still continue to not have Lukaku, not have Timo. We'll see what happens when they come back. I don't know. I don't really have much takes here. Turns out this is a point earned as a point as opposed to two points dropped, given the Liverpool result. You know, it's sort of saving our embarrassment there. Uh, but I'm not, like, overly reading into this. It's frustrating. It sucks. It's annoying. It kind of, like, put a, a crankiness into my early Saturday. But I don't know. Do you guys have particularly takes on Chelsea Burnley other than, like, I don't know. Wish we could finish better. It was kind of the result that was probably coming, bearing in mind how many massively overperforming results you've had um, yep. for quite a few, winning with like 0.25 XG and stuff like that. Yep. I, I think for you, probably if it, if it hadn't have come against Burnley, that would be good. But it's whether now you use that as a reset point. You know, those those top three teams have all stumbled across each other. The last couple of weeks, Chelsea profited the most, not last week, just gone the week before, being the only ones to win. Now you get a point this week, City win, Liverpool lose. As a neutral, that's good to see, to see it keeping alive and and making it interesting. Well, and getting closer now too, right? Like, because we, City caught up the gap that they had left to us in Liverpool. So now it's like, what? Liverpool on 22 points, Man City on 23, Chelsea on 26, with West Ham in third on 23 
as well. And what um, the fuck? Arsenal are in fifth? What the fuck happened? Oh, I don't even want to know. Yeah, don't worry about it. It, it happened. It's a bit weird. It's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, bit, that's very confusing. People keep posting tables from the last eight games. It's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. But, you know, also you've overperformed quite a bit. And uh, remember the three games before that where you lost by like nine, three matches and conceded nine goals? Um, those were things that happened. Uh, and you sweated a win against uh, what? <laughs> Very much. Um, so. But uh, not that I not that I want to take us on off of Chelsea. But I don't think you want to be here. Do you want to remain there, Oscar? No, I mean you know finishing continues to be an issue. Um, it would have been nice if in the summertime they had gone out and addressed that need with like an an elite level striker, perhaps that they could just plug right into the three four three system that's already working really well to put those chances away. Um, but instead. Oh, wait, no. We did go get an elite, talented level striker, and our finishing is still a fucking problem. Even though he wasn't healthy in this game, so that's kind of a... Yeah, he's been out for, what, four games now? Yeah, he's been out for a little bit. We've looked better with him out than in, which is a problem. I don't know. We're in first place. Sucks to drop points, but, like, yeah, can't super complain. Yeah, exactly. You'd rather look shit and be in first place than be, you know, playing well and in 17th. Definitely. All right, well, let's move on then. You mentioned Arsenal, so let's go to Arsenal actually here. We had Arsenal 1, Watford 0, Arsenal 1.8 to Watford 0.6. Arsenal looking good, putting up 1.8 next G is always nice. Arsenal beating a team, no matter the team, is always nice. And Emil Smith-Rowe getting called up to England. He's looking good. He's having a good time. The big story, though, is Arsenal turning into total shithouses. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very surprised by that XG as well. I did not realise that because I was going to say, like, Arsenal got away with one there being 1-0. Um, I don't know how much of the XG came from the goal itself, but uh, I mean there was a there was a foul in the build up. It, that goal shouldn't have shouldn't have counted. So yeah, there's you know the 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 goal itself is the main talking point and has within it like two or three talking points. Yeah. Obviously the start is where Tufan goes down um from the challenge from Tavares, I think it was, I can't remember. Which was a fair challenge, like it would that was I don't think that was a foul. Yeah. And then stays down for ages and Danny Rose for some reason plays it out at his own about six yards out from his own byline. Yeah. Um and then so you play it out for your own player to get the advantage and then you expect to get the ball back from Arsenal. I didn't I didn't really understand that one. When has that been a thing? Like if you want if you want the ball back, just fucking boot it <laughs> down the other end, because then they're probably you're either not in pressure, or if they do give it back, you're fine. Such a stupid, stupid thing to do. And even like after the ball went out, Tufan was getting up to say he was fine, and Danny Rose was trying to say, "No, fucking stay down, <laughs> stay down." <laughs> yeah. So that you just get treatment, and then maybe they'll feel sorry and play it back. So also not, I don't blame also that, not the yeah. only stupid thing Danny Rose did because I presume the penalty contributed 0.7 xg that wasn't converted. Oh, yeah. oh, good point. So, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I, I just think that, that for Aubameyang. Yeah, so that XG feels maybe a bit inflated by a, a couple yeah, so of things. Yeah, so it's probably like one plus a penalty. So that makes more sense. Okay, now now we're now we're drilling we're down, there. drilling down into the numbers, drilling down. Uh, well, Danny Rose's other one was a bit strange because he gave away a penalty for that, but then uh, Maitland Niles ramming his head into <laughs> Ismail Assar potentially yeah. if you and uh, what's weird is so that was obviously then the foul into the build up and then Arsenal got the ball and scored yeah. but that foul if you watch it from certain angles and that includes from where the ref was it looks like Maitland Niles goes up under his chin and potentially knocks him out 
and Saad doesn't move. Like he, there's no movement from him rolling around. The play goes on for like five, six seconds before the goal is scored. He doesn't move when the crowd scream or anything. Mm. And you'd think if the whole thing is about protecting head injuries and those kind of things, I'm very surprised the ref didn't blow for that, regardless of the fact yeah. that it was a foul. Potentially on top of it being a foul, it may have been a head injury. Yeah, just stop the game. And yeah. so I think Arsenal kind of got away with one there um, massively that, that, that meant that they got the three points. Well, and with those three points too, I have the 538 numbers in front of me. They've put themselves firmly into that top four conversation, at least as of the time of recording. Um, because West Ham are at 37%. That makes sense. They've been the fourth best team. United, 29%. Also makes sense, just given who they are, who they're their budget, all that stuff. Mm. And then Arsenal are now up to 20%, which it was previously mostly a two-horse race. Um, but Arsenal at 20, everybody else is down in single digits. Like, that's yeah. certainly different from anything we'd seen from them so far this season. Yeah, they, they and don't get me wrong, we, we said it last week as well, they are looking a hell of a lot better than than they were, especially at the start. Like, the three losses, they deserved that. They were, they were absolutely fucking woeful. And mm-hmm. now they, they've gone on a good run and fair enough the fans should celebrate that but just to temper it a bit they have overperformed by just over five points in that run of, of eight games so you know if you sort the table by expected okay. they're still sitting down in about mid table yeah so you know you if if you're then looking at the kind of regression to the mean element like they're not they're wildly overperforming to climb the league at this point Second only in overperformance to um Chelsea but you know we won't mention that too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, but Chelsea are in first after being on third unexpected. Arsenal are in fifth after being on eleventh unexpected or thereabouts. So, like, mm. in terms of the actual table overperformance, one is massively <laughs> like we're like what three points overperforming yeah. given to our relative position. All I'm saying is, I don't know. call your fucking Jets, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> call your Jets. <laughs> no, 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 fire up the Jets, Adam. I mean, Arteta is now jointly the most successful Arsenal manager over his first hundred games. He's just joined. He got the joint. What's that? <laughs> by measuring by how many crosses he's put in? No, by games won. Uh, Wenger only won 53 of his first 100 games. Arteta's won 56, the same as George Graham did. He's, wow. You know, we're in big big league ter- territory now. Mm. Yeah, so four, fourth place in the FA Cup. Chuck remains entirely unconvinced by that stat. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're performing really well by the new normal that we are judging them by. We are no longer judging Arsenal as a top four team. We that are judging true. Arsenal yeah. as a potential mid-table team with the possibility of Europe. At yeah. that level, yes, they are performing well. They are true. not close to being in the same breath as the current top three. And even squad-wise, Manchester United as well. And perhaps Tottenham going forward with with Conte as well. Who knows? Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe that's a good place to transition. We had Tottenham drawing 0-0 with Everton, both of them below 1xG, 0.5 to 0.8. Um, I don't have many takes on the game itself, other than that surely can't be the start that Ta- Antonio Conte wanted for his Premier League career. Don't know what you're talking about. Clean sheet. <laughs> Absolute. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Shift straight to five at the back, five three two, and you know, well, let's let's just see what you know. Apparently, he only had ten minutes with the team before this game because there were visa issues and it took time. And uh, yeah, it'll so- it'll be very curious to see how they come back after the international break. After he's had like a solid two weeks to work with the team, I think most of them aren't going on international duty slash don't have international duty. 
So he'll have a significant amount of time with the majority of the squad. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this will be indicative of what we're going to see from them going forward necessarily. Although the five at the back, you know, it is Antonio Conte, but five at the back for him means very different things in different countries with different teams. Like just because it's a similar formation does not mean it's similar tactics or similar sort of deployment of players in positions and sort of tactical responsibilities that they have. So I'm not reading too much into this, but you know, can't be can't be a happy result for Tottenham. Not what they would have wanted. Mm, I don't think. No, I think it's it's a case of. The the intensity was up, the distance covered was up, so that 10 minutes was enough to put the fear of God into them to actually run a little bit, which they haven't been doing this season. But still, it didn't mm. ultimately, it didn't result in anything. I mean, they've gone, it's nearly four hours now without getting a shot on target. Yeah, that's wild. And that, I, yeah, I with the players they've got, you know, even uh, no matter what's going on, when you've got Son and you've got Kane... Not getting a shot on target in that long is is ridiculous. But yeah, he only had ten minutes with them. Let's see, let's see what we can do with them. Like I say, it, I think they were encouraging things in that they were genuinely they were seeming to put more effort in. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it, it you know they were seeming to put more effort in. And I'm not sure over the next six. I'm not sure any team's got a better run than Tottenham. We're looking at mm-hmm. Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton, Leicester. I mean, yeah, you know, that's, that's a nice that's run. That's a really nice run. It's a lot of middling teams. None of them are particularly good, and none of them on their day are like can easily be terrible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only the only team you'd think they're possibly going to bother the top six or seven this season might be Leicester. You know, and that's that's five six games away. So that's generous, honestly. At this I, point, I am being generous. I am being generous, but yeah, I, I'm just saying that that's the only one, and and that's five six games away. So they've got. They've got a nice run. A lot now. of time to build up going yeah, going exactly. forward. I think definitely good times for um Tottenham fans going forward into into January where you'd assume as well they're gonna get a few more reinforcements and a bit of cash spent. You you hundred and fifty million apparently. Wow. I mean okay. Conte's the f- fourth best manager, and that's saying a lot because the three best managers in the world are already there. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's he's in the top probably five to seven managers in is the it, world. It's a good time to be, you know, watching the Premier League or getting into the Premier League. Yeah, it's it is. really is. Yeah, hashtag blessed. Yeah, I've been reading. I was reading Zonal Marking on on holiday, which is the Michael Cox book, which kind of goes through uh, Great from the seventies, eighties of uh, kind of the the Dutch dominance um, into kind of the Italian and then the French, the Spanish, Portuguese, and then kind of it ends on the Premier League. And I haven't got that far yet, but first of all it's really really interesting to read anyway and learn more and more and more about the, that kind of aspect of the game but I think it's exactly right you look at the Premier League now it's the best one out of Covid anyway the one that survived the most it was doing well beforehand and now you know there's there's four teams with four of the best managers in the world and that TV money is about to skyrocket too because the US rights expire I think next year and there's a bidding war going on for like insane money. Honestly, insane the Premier money. League has lucked out massively with that because um, you know TV money in this country is starting to go down a little bit because it's it's seen as as unsustainable for the TV companies to pay that much money. You know, Sky had already started losing packages uh, to the likes of Amazon. Uh, or mm-hmm. and two companies, whereas it was always, you know, Sky would get five of the six packages, and then it'd be ESPN or Satanta Sport. You know, there'd only be one. But now they've 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 lost two packages in, in recent times to BT Sport and Amazon. Amazon have shown what you can do with it, as we've talked about it. 
Um, so it's the, the, the money's going probably down in this country, but like you said, Oscar, the, the, the money in the US and other territories, obviously, uh, but the, the Premier League rights in the US are about to go crazy and, the Premier League's just lucked out massively. I think timing-wise, just because as, as our sort of TV revenue starts to dip, they're going to find a whole new crazy money revenue stream, you know? Yeah, the Premier League is becoming the Super League instead of allowing a Super League to happen. They're That's like, no, 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 you true. stay here. Yeah. We be Super League now. Like, that's just in terms of the money, the finances of the game, the global game. Yeah. Yep. Other than Bayern Munich and PSG, like, there's no one that can compete. And the selfishness of myself, I'm fine with that because I can be a part of it. <laughs> I don't care if it's in the Premier League or the Super League or whatever fuck you want to call it. Just give me all the best players in one place. That's all I want. Like, you know. But And it's kind of happened by default because all the good teams elsewhere, again, apart from PSG and Bayern, are just fucking collapsing and can't afford anyone anyway. So They're dead broke. It's, yeah. it's happening de facto. Yeah. I mean, Barcelona is paying their manager negative $5 million. <laughs> It's dark, dark times out there. Um, speaking of dark, dark times out there, this is a, a, a good transition, I guess, to West Ham 3, Liverpool 2. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Mr. Simpson, I'm going to need you to cue the jingle here. <laughs> oh, they're better than they ought to be. Burn my of the week. That's right, we had West Ham burnleying Liverpool for all the talk of how great West Ham have been. It was 1.0 to 1.4. So West Ham tripling their XG, less than Liverpool, and still getting a 3-2 win. Love to this see it. This is Love the least burnliest burnleying ever. If you yeah. watched, like, West Ham were fantastic. Yes, they were. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say they shithoused this, but, like, the numbers dictate this be Burnley of the week. So good. So absolutely good. Um, playing on the counter, I think they had like thirty something percent possession. David David Moyes' West Ham in this game is what neutrals thought Roy Hodgson's Palace was. I think when <laughs> they were saying, "Be careful what you wish for," because West Ham knew exactly what they needed to do. They weren't overly pressing, but the second they got the ball, they were electric, and they yeah. had three corners in this game. Three corners. They scored from two, and they hit the bar with the third. They exploited the space between Trent perfectly because that is the exploit when it comes to Liverpool. They sacrificed that space to allow one of the best attacking right backs in world football the freedom um, and and rely on Van Dijk being able to cover. And uh, Antonio occupied them beautifully, exploited them. I mean, Trent scored a phenomenal free kick. Divock Origi scored a beautiful goal on the turn. And a really just a great game of football. West Ham fans are in trouble because pretty soon they might not have anything they can complain about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And they are primely set up to be the Leicester this year and drop out of the top four in the last day. Oh, 100%. To Arsenal, probably. (laughs) Hilariously. I don't know. I mean, I guess somebody could break into the stadium and break the bubble machine. Just give something to complain about. No bubbles. No bubbles, no party. Yeah, that might be the source of their power. Bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> Grown men, bubbles. Yeah. Oh, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I love the bubbles. Are you kidding me? The bubbles no, is like my favourite thing about West Ham. I love, it at- I love it as well. But when you sort of see, you know, 50-year-old overweight men singing I'm Forever Blown Bubbles, I can't. I love it and I can't help but think, that's a bit weird, mate. I just can't <laughs> <admit>. <laughs> it's it's like, it. Just, you know. Anyway, but... 
I agree with everything Chuck said there. I mean, let's so this this being a Burnley, I mean, do the problem is what's the XG on Allison flapping one into his own net? I mean, you know, that's, oh, that that's, would be zero, wouldn't it? I guess exactly. You know, so there's there's a goal out of out of nowhere, except for West Ham putting in the right area. I did not see any specific foul at all. I I saw a sort of a, a crowding of the area, but there was no. I don't think there was any foul on Alice, and I I, I can't see anything specific that Antonio did or that Ogbonna did that would say that's that's a foul. So I'm. I mean, perfect. I'll say this. Oh. If I was a Liverpool fan... Oh, gross. Barf. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little yeah. bit. If I was a Liverpool fan, I would be angry about that goal, not because I think it was a foul, because by the rules, that's not a foul, right? But by every fucking call we've ever fucking seen for the history of the last 20 years of soccer, they protect mm-hmm. goalkeepers ridiculously. That's and true. in real time, I was like, what? how is that not a foul? I've always seen that called. You look up the rules and it's like, oh, turns out that's actually not a foul. It's just always given. So I can see like why, you know, Liverpool fans feel hard done by there. I don't know. I mean, I've had chats with uh, some people and, you know, I don't want to name and shame them when I'm disagreeing with them. But, you know, he's he's from Sutton. And <laughs> I can't see I can't see a world in which it's a foul. It would be ridiculous. Yeah. And it's when it's when it's a completely fair challenge, com- completely. Antonio's entitled to stand where he where he is. He doesn't really do anything there. Ogbonna jumps up, straight up, with Allison behind him jumping forward into him. You know, it's just yeah. Allison isn't strong enough, isn't present of mind enough. Liverpool were poor at set pieces as much as West Ham were good at set pieces in this one. Absolutely. Yeah, um, Trent, yeah. came, Trent came out in the post-match and mentioned that it's a weakness of theirs and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, well done, ex- yeah. expose it even more to the World Bank. Yeah, said that West Ham had obviously seen something in what we what we do at set pieces. And it's like, well, why haven't you fixed that then? Uh, I mean, because it is a worry. Like, I think Liverpool are conceding a fair bit of... Uh, a fair bit of goal threat from set pieces quite a lot this season. So they, they they should be worried about it. And you would hope that they do sort it out too. Well, no, I, don't, I don't hope because fuck Liverpool. But in terms of the, from the neutral perspective, the Premier League title race and all that stuff, like these two results from Chelsea and Liverpool put City at 49% to win. Like it bumped them up massively, even though they're the ones that are a little bit trailing. Um they have had much the better underlying numbers. And so like this put Liverpool down to 27 and Chelsea down to 22. So you're kind of looking at like it's pulling it's even though it looks like it crunched together, given the results because city moved up and Liverpool and Chelsea didn't the underlying numbers, at least according to 538, would indicate that this was actually a, a not a crunching together, but a spreading out of the title odds, which is, which is not fun. I don't want to see that. No. Nor does the neutral, I don't think. No, but I mean, I think, you know, credit should be given to West Ham because it, exactly what Chuck was saying. They were... Absolutely. D- defensively, they were so compact and knew what their jobs were. And, uh, you know, not not too much space between defence and midfield. They, it, it, was, it was really impressive, but... It, you know, Chuck t- took words almost directly out of my notes of just... They would just pour forward. They were explosive in the counter-attack. And they always had options. Uh, Fornells was uh, brilliant. And he has been brilliant a lot of this season. Um, 
And as you say, mm-hmm. it was just like overloading all the time. There was there was two on ones or three three on twos, and it, it was really impressive from West Ham because it didn't it didn't look like a fluke. It looked like a plan. And yeah. that was the impressive yeah. thing. You know how, well, you know, we've been talking about Man United, obviously. With the individual moments, it looks like a fluke. But you you really did see here a team that had analysed the other team and gone, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Ben Rama, Fornells, Antonio all played together so well. And it was mm. you know, it was really impressive. Yeah, they don't as much as we would have thought at the start of the year. I mean, David Moyes has been phenomenal given the time that he's had to rebuild it, especially in his second spell. No one thought that this would happen. Absolutely mm. not. No, they don't look like a team that will suffer anywhere near as much without Antonio anymore. Which at the start of the season you wouldn't have thought because what he scored like four goals in the first three games, something yep. like that, and he's only scored three in the next eight. Um, Bowen, Ben Rama, Fornells look amazing. Um, Bowen, yes, still, good they yeah. still got players there like Yarmolenko, who is forgotten about so much, but he's a phenomenal player. Every international break and every tournament, he plays every game for Ukraine and looks great. Which, considering he's playing next to no club football, is mad. Um, they're third in the table right now. They're fourth on XG. They've got the fourth best defense for XGA. Uh, unreal. Like they, they. They're having an absolutely great time, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how how consistent they can keep it. And then, like we said, it's it's that fourth spot for Europe. I mean, it's it's going to be tough because I think Tottenham pick up now um, massively at a big rate, but they've got seven points on them. It's a good place to be. It's good momentum to have going uh, going into the tinsel window, which mm-hmm. is soon going to be upon us. Um, of course. I mean, we're looking every at... Year. Feels like it gets earlier and earlier every year. It <laughs> really does. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're looking at something crazy, like uh, 10 game weeks in 40 days or something when you when we pick up again. So uh-huh. this is the time to have momentum. They've, they've just got to hope that they don't get injuries because as with anyone beneath the top, whatever yeah. we're calling it these days, the squad depth isn't quite as much. I do agree that you're right... Antonio going isn't the you know if he was to get injured it wouldn't be the tragedy that it has been in the past but still they haven't quite got the squad depth yeah. of, of other teams so let's you know hope that they don't get any injuries in that period but um, it's a good yes yeah, good time to be a West Ham fan isn't it we yeah I mean Ogbonna did his ACL um, yes. so he's out for a while which isn't good and as much as we talk about that I a hundred percent think Cresswell should have been sent off for the challenge on Jordan Henderson. Do you? Uh, yeah, I really do. I think even though he's he's gone over the top of the ball and granted that's made his leg fly up, he's off the ground, which therefore means he doesn't have control. And yeah. I think it's very, very strange that they didn't look at it because I've seen yeah. a lot. I think the only reason why it, was, it probably didn't was because he was closer to Henderson and went down and up into him as opposed to just went horizontally across, um, which has been seen for some people with red card. But yeah. yeah, I don't see really how VAR hasn't made the referee at least at least go have another look at it. Because yeah, he's gone I was surprised stud, stud, studs in, up, above his knee, whilst also being completely off the floor. Yeah, that's a that's a textbook red card. Like you cannot be studs up, you cannot be airborne, and like you can't have a high foot either. So like the combination so, of those three, I was also surprised. Like, why isn't that a fucking red card? 
So apparently uh, the reason VAR said about not referring it or whatever was that the there was the intensity of the tackle wasn't there and that i i could agree with that in that there wasn't there wasn't a lot of speed in it. i can't see that tackle breaking a leg or anything not that, but that it's, I, I don't but know it's, it 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 because i'm in the minority because i think nearly all the pundits and, and ex-players and stuff i saw mike richards etc we're saying that's a red. That's definitely a red. So look, and I've not played the game to any proper level, so I'm in, you know, I'm fine. But that's the only thing I would say. There wasn't much speed in the tackle. Var said there wasn't the intensity, which I'm guessing is sort of the same thing. I I don't know if it endangered the player seriously. I I I, I don't know. Game's gone, mate. Game's gone. Gonna, innit? I knew you could do that. <laughs> proper football used to be it. for men. Now it's for boys. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, just to throw a couple of two cents here at the end, because I agree with everything you guys have said. Um, this is a Burnleying that I think actually speaks well of West Ham. Because not all Burnleys are by accident. Like, I think Jose Mourinho has shown that over the years, that like very much on purpose you can set out to Burnley, hope that you get that tiny little bit of luck on your side and have it executed well. Mm. You know, basically like defend and counter is essentially what that means, right? And... While that's not useful over an entire season, because you can't sustain Burnleying unless you are Burnley for three years in a row for no fucking reason at all. Um, Five years in a row. Whatever, you know. I think that the ability to do that in games against, for example, Liverpool is really important. It's a vital mm. tool to being able to punch up above your weight as well as dominate the teams below. And for West Ham to know that they can't hang with, like, if they go toe-to-toe with Liverpool, they're going to get smacked down. But they can pull out a Burnley, a strategic and on-purpose Burnley, in those matches while dominating the teams below them. That's how you end up in the top four. Like, knowing your position and knowing how to play against the better teams as well as against the lower teams. They're not Burnleying every game. So for them to come out and Burnley once, that's not, like, a knock against them. It's smart decision-making, and it worked. Yeah, really was. So that's kind of my my take there. Um, shall we shall we move away from football? Can I be done? Uh, can I be done hosting now? You can be done if you want. Um, Yay! <laughs> my favorite part of the podcast, where I'm no longer responsible for it going well. It, it, well, <laughs> I mean one third at least. Uh, that doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean. Hang on, that because you're hosting, you're responsible for everything good before this point. You understand that's not. <laughs> huh? What? Sorry, I wasn't no, listening. I, t- I was uh, going to say. I did expect that response. Uh, gentlemen, <laughs> we're going to quiz. And quiz. it is a special version, which I've been working on for a little while. I realized that this could be the first part of many parts of doing this quiz. Um, do I have a jingle? Uh, uh, no. I'm locked, um, I'm locked in a room, mate. I can't do, do a jingle. Do I, I'm literally <laughs> locked in a room. That might have been edited out before. I can't get out of the room. About 10 minutes before we started recording, I shut my bedroom door and I cannot open it again. There's no lock on the door, but it won't come out. I don't have a saw in here. I might, I can't kick it in because it's an outward door. Anyway, it's all happening. Um, something, something. Apples and pears doing the Lambeth walk. Hey. hey. A while ago, when we were doing the bluffer, Oscar did a really bad Cockney rhyming slang round oh, that died oh, on its ass. So and then I, I brought thought, it back the next week, and it was still bad. <laughs> still bad, yeah. Should have learned. So, in that kind of vein, what I've done is is I've come up with some Cockney rhyming slang versions of some players and managers' names in the Premier League, 
and you've got to see from my uh, Cockney rhyming slang name if you can identify the name of the player. So, you, so you've made up some rhyming slang. I've made up some rhyming slang, right? And the last word, the last word of the rhyming slang, rhymes with the surname of the player. Right? Okay. If if you get it after that, you'll get three points. Right. If you get right, if no one gets it, then I will give you the nationality, and you can get two points. And then after that, I'll give you the team, and you can get one point if you get it right. Okay. So you all get at least one guess at each level, but you don't have to take a guess. Does that make sense? I love it. Sure. Yes. Can you explain Cockney rhyming slang for the American listeners that might want to play along and don't quite understand? No. Um, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Apples and apples pears, pears equals stairs. stairs. Whistle and flute equals suit. Oscar, anyone who's listened knows that Ian and I don't know Cockney yeah. rhyming slang. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, you'll both just have to shout to to say, you know. Um, oh, we're not when... writing anything down? I mean, well, you if you want, you can, but it's going to be fastest gets it. Um, so, and these are in no particular order. Shall we just order. shout so, our own names? Yeah, if you want, and I'll try and judge who was first. Okay. So, I'm going to shout Star Wars. I'm going to try and go quite quick. <laughs> I'm going to try and go quite quick for it, so I'm yes. not going to take okay. a load of time between each one. So, the first one, Dawson's Creek. Five. Uh, Ian. Four. Donny van der Beek. Amazing! Yes, yes. Wow. Dawson's Creek, van der Beek. <laughs> Yes. Very nice. And that's a very that's, nice. That's the double one because James Van der Beek was in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lovely. So Ian, may, please make a note of your points. I can't count this okay. high. Ian gets three points for that. So the next one, ankle sprain. The old ankle sprain. Harry Kane. Oscar, Star Wars, Harry Kane. Yes, Oscar. Yes, three nice. apiece. The old ankle sprain, Harry Kane. Some of them are based also on the player. Uh, remember yeah, those? That was, cool. that was very good. <laughs> very good, yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah some, some are better than others. Um, it's not just thrown together. Right, three each. Some of them, remember, some of them are players and some of them might be managers. That's not necessarily a clue for the next one. Uh, and some are harder than others. The next one, a free one daily. He's a free one daily. He is from Jamaica, and he plays for Aston Villa. Oscar, oh, Star Wars. Shit. Oscar, go for it. Bailey. Ugh. Bailey, Leon Bailey. Well He's done. a free one daily. Yeah, some are better than others. Um, <laughs> so that's one point to Oscar, because you got it after the team. Yeah, Very you get good. it now. You get it now. You'll just about get it, and then the quiz will be over. Uh <laughs> Question number four, person number four, wheels on fire. Uh, Ian? Oh, Oscar, yeah. Ian. Ian. Oh. Oh, I, uh, uh, Oscar, Ian. What? I said Ian's name, yeah, sorry. Go <laughs> Ian. I haven't got it, it's not a current player, Kieran Dyer. No. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar. Star Wars. Eric Dyer? No. <laughs> they are Norwegian. Uh... <laughs> uh. No, that can't be right. Uh, Ian? Ole yeah. Gunnar Solskjaer? Yeah! <laughs> oh, Solskjaer! Wheels on fire, Solskjaer! Come on, lads. That was one of the better I, ones as well. I took that very slowly because yeah. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, tenuous pronunciations. Fuck uh-huh. you all. Uh, two points to Ian there. Two points to Ian. So I believe that makes it 5-4. Five, 5-4, five, four. Four. Yep. Four. right. The fifth one. El Camino. Uh, Oscar, Star Wars. Oscar. 
Bobby Firmino. Bobby Firmino. Yes. Three points to Oscar. Three points to Oscar. Seven five to Oscar. Number six. Foul throwing. Can he play? Oscar. Oh. Star Wars Ian. Oscar Star Wars Ian. (laughs) Jared Bowen. Jared oh, Bowen, yes! Jared Bowen, foul I could not tell you who he plays for, what position he plays. That is just a name that I'm somehow aware of. I literally spoke about him uh, five <laughs> minutes ago, complimenting how good he's been for West Ham this year. But, there you know, you go. they play for a team beginning with W. So that's Good in fan tracks, um, Oscar. Good in fan tracks. He's good on fan tracks, okay. I think maybe Oscar's won. What's it, wait, Oscar, what score are you on? No, I, if I get the next two... In the first clue, then I will win 11-10. So I just have to get one of these. Or Ian, not get it on the third. On the yeah, first. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. 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 All right, then. All right, then. If, that, if that's what we're doing, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, play it anyway. It's fun. I'm enjoying this play, one. Play it anyway. Yeah, this All is right. nice. I really like this one, yeah. actually. Okay. Okay. So, uh, seven. Player number seven. Overpriced shite. Overpriced shite. Oh man, it must be relevant as well. Must yeah, absolutely. Be. He is English, and he plays for Arsenal. Ben White. Oh, sorry, Ian. Ben White. Oscar. No, he doesn't play for Arsenal. Shit. He does play for Arsenal. What was that weird reaction? He does yes. Play. We went to oh, Ian. transfer all summer oh, long. Forget that. Oh yeah, fine. Point Ooh. to Ian. <laughs> Not forget that. I, I had such an existential crisis there. I was like, no, <laughs> he, you idiot, he plays for Brighton. I was <laughs> no, that's the other way. He went the other Chuck, way. I think we broke Ian. I think we I finally broke him. I, was, I don't oh. know if he was fixed. Uh, right, can I get a score update? <laughs> yeah, it's 10 6 to Oscar. Oh, this is the last one as well. Play the music. Oh. It's up to you. Hey. No. Oh. Congratulations, um, Oscar. Yeah, whatever. Thank you. I, I don't know what happens to me. I get into a state of panic when I play these games. It's yeah, it's... that was a bit weird. You could have got you could have got that one earlier as well. That was a bit yeah, weird. I know. Um, yeah. I'm going to do the last one, Ian. Play yeah, for pride. Yeah. If you get this on the first one, you can make it ten nine, and then it's not so bad. Uh, Oscar's yeah, okay. five four ahead in the quiz overall. Yeah, that sounds good. The last one. <laughs> Championship <laughs> phony. Ivan Tony, Oscar, oh! Oscar, Star Wars, Ian. Oh, whitewash. <laughs> Dominated with his favourite player as well. Oh, Ivan Tony, Championship so phony. Um, I'll revisit that again in a couple of weeks because yeah. that was great. Man. That so was good really ones. good. That might be my favourite one so far this year. That says a lot about the other ones. Um, <laughs> we are now, though, in international break, which we do not enjoy. Um, half the players have just decided not to go, um, and the shit ones have been called up for England anyway, and we play Albania and... Don't even know. Don't even know. Pointless. Um, so next week, we will do one of our famous international break episodes, where I am sure the listeners, our Patreon producers themselves, will give us some juicy, juicy topic to talk about um otherwise i mean i don't have any other business so um he's done it he started the music what an absolute gent (laughs) something tells me he wants to go to bed oh shit bake off's on we better go quick uh oscar say bye laddie got kicked off my connection's gone i can't get it to the time ian say bye bye
uh, something glitchy. Uh, John O.G., uh, Johnny Worthington, Andy Penprace from Sutton, and Nate Whittam's the producer. Thank you all very much for listening. We love you. Thanks. Bye.